You're listening to an episode of Red Hill Stories, discussions about faith, life, and Jesus. You can catch up on our other episodes at redhillschurch.com backslash stories. You can subscribe to our iTunes feed and also on Spotify. Now, on to the episode. On this episode, we have Jameson Scott. Welcome. Hello out there in Radio Land. <laughs> How you guys doing? So, um... Thank you for joining us. Actually, I mean, well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, been uh, been looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. You're one of those people I would say at Red Hills that like everybody knows, but they don't knows know the face, right? Knows yeah, the they're weird like weird hats. And right. Like, He's the guy that wears the G shirt all the time. Yeah, that's yeah, what Lance. That's Green what Lance Packer. Guy. Right. Right. So like, so I'm excited to have you on, so that you know the people at the church can get to know you just a right. little bit better, and when they see you at church. They'll be like, hey, I, you know, I know a little more about that guy. Yeah, and that that's a lot my fault because, like, I'm very outgoing, but I'm that guy that's like, hey, dude, and I'll pass right on by <laughs> after right, we give a right. high five and a smile. Like, I'm just so bad at having that that conversation over and over. Yeah, how are you doing? But eventually I get to know everybody and stuff like that, but don't take it personally if I don't, you know, know you well. well small you know, small we'll talk on you. Sundays is not, uh, it's just like, it's, the, it's not know. the worst, but it's the best, but it's not, yeah. You know, I feel you. Yeah, you know, everybody, y'all go to church, y'all know how it is, you know. <laughs> but. So I always like to start these things out with like a little bit of a, like, who are you, right? Who is James and Scott? So that people get to know, like, uh-huh. we're going to get into your story and your past and we'll, we'll get into that. But like, give us something maybe that very few people would know about you as a person. Um, well, I love Pixar movies. I love long walks to the fridge, um, possibly freezer. Uh, no, um, for ice cream. Who, yeah, for ice cream, <laughs> preferably Choco Tacos. Um, if you don't know about Choco Tacos, you are missing out. That's right. Life. That's right. Oh my gosh, the best dessert almost ever created. Um, who am I? Um, I just I'm, I'm somebody who has been through a lot. I call myself the prodigal son when I'm speaking to churchgoers. Right, like, right, right. What's your story, real quick? I'm a, I, the prodigal son, uh, and I know what that is, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm just someone who goofs around. I'm a I'm a grown up kid. I refuse to kind of mm. accept that I am getting older. The number changes, but my heart and my mind and my soul don't. Um, so that's that's just pretty much who I am. I love sports. Um, love my family. Big time Packer fan. Big time Packer fan, but I'm a, I'm a big time Phoenix Suns, Liverpool, okay. Florida State. All right. I rep my teams, my teams only. Kids at school, they ask me, you know, what's your professional team or what's your so tell us team? that it's like just one 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 team only guys. Right, right. So tell us like that team. link to the Green Bay. I, I think that's interesting. Like, well, I, I became a Green Bay Packers fan through family. Um, everybody's like, how are you a Packers fan in Florida? Right, right. you have no idea about the cold Almost weather. Opposite end. Yeah, exactly, spectrum, right? exactly. I'm like, well, let me explain. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and I really take great pride in it because uh, my grandfather was the voice of the Green Bay Packers back mm. in their heyday. Right, um, when. Vince Lombardi was there. He 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 um, broadcasted the first three Super Bowls, mm. and so as we're coming up on the Super Bowl again, hoping for you know good fortune, <laughs> right? Um, I just said every Super Bowl makes me think of my grandpa, and every time oh. I wear uh, any kind of Green Bay gear, mm. it always makes me think of him. I miss him a lot, but um, it's really cool to have that tie, the blood tie too. Because you were just telling me we were just talking about how like the the Super Bowl we deserve is. Um, a Rogers, Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes, and you were yeah. saying that would be a repeat of the first Super Bowl, which yeah. you said. Yep, my grandfather broadcasted the, that's the awesome. Chiefs and the Packers. Uh, that'd be just poetic. Justice. Yeah, it will be. Right? Hopefully, we come on top again. That'd that's be, right. That'd be glorious. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you don't have Joe. No, no. I'm thinking Joe Namath. That was uh, that was later. Yeah, I, I, that was Bart Starr and uh, yeah, I don't know Jets who, versus whoever that a was. A loser. That's who Colts, it was. Right? The losers. <laughs> 
Okay, so anybody who hates sports has already checked out and yeah, checked and out like, another oh, podcast. Gosh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I could talk about Alabama all day, but it's not about me. Roll down. <laughs> That's right. This is about you, Jameson. So um, we'll just get right into it. So the whole point of these, what we call Red Hill stories, is to get to know the people of Red Hills better on a, like, like who you are, like what makes you a person, what is your past, like um, what makes you... Jameson, at you said you're like 35, 36, right? 35, right. 35. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's speed that thing up. Let's <laughs> slow it down. 34, whoa, 33. Whoa, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Go back. We're, uh, uh, we're leveling up. We're no longer getting older. We're leveling up. That's I'm right. a gamer, dude. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so I just love to sit down with people and just get their story and get to, so that we can all get to know each other just a little bit better in a different way, you know? Because like you said, like when we're hanging out at church, it's hard to get to know people on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Right? That's very true. And so this is just a neat way of doing it. So, um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jameson. Where, um, where's your story begin? I grew up in church. I'm, I was a, I was a little church going little fella, but my dad was the pastor. So yes, you guys are always like, oh boy, the preacher's kid, <laughs> oh, and oh boy, you right. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was that little Dennis the Menace, mm. Eddie Haskell combined into one, whatever you want to choose. I was that little guy. Um, just ran around the church like I owned it. I was right. like, just a nuisance, man. <laughs> I was just that guy. And I was just, just like, that's the pastor's kid. <laughs> but I think I think um, I kind of presented myself well because sometimes when I was a kid, I was probably the last kid you wanted your child to hang out with. But mm. I'd be like, hey, can Johnny come in there? Nice You'd be like, smile, oh, that's little right? Jamie. Sure you can, buddy. <laughs> and we were just about to get into trouble. But um, as a kid, it, just, it was all... His family had a little brother that was my best friend, and um, we just goofed around non nonstop all the time. He was my peanut gallery, so if I made a joke, he'd laugh and just keep me going. Um, family, uh, like I said, grew up in church. Dad was a pastor, um, and uh, it, it was it was something that like I, I didn't really think twice about. It was just mm-hmm. like I was always in church. I was there on Wednesdays, there was on Sundays, there on Saturdays. You know, it was just what we did. And um, I, I really enjoyed it because like, it, it brought a, another bit of family to me because mm-hmm. I remember my dad was a youth group uh, pastor and, you know, a lot of these older kids were, you know, cool in my right, eyes. Right, and I was right. like, look, who gets to hang out with the right, cool right, kids? Right. And at the time, my, uh, the, the church we went to was also on campus at a school that I went to. So all the kids that were in his, his youth group were in high school. And when I'm mm-hmm. walking around on campus, they say hey to me. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's the big nice. Right, right. And it just so happens if there could be a girl, <laughs> I would be the coolest kid in middle school. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was, it was was really cool. I really enjoyed um, just my childhood. It was fun. Like, I was I was a little athlete. I always loved playing sports, any, any kind of thing I could. I was, I was a little monster on food. I was made fun of whenever we go out to eat. Stop trying to prove something, boy. I'm just, how are you going to finish that? I was just, I love food. Mm. It's just one of my kind of little guilty pleasures right. to this day. I love snacks. <laughs> snacks, you know. Um, but to kind of grow up out of the, the kid and kind of the, the Dennis the Menace, just to give you a quick little, here's a snapshot of right, what right. this here's little guy was. Right. Here's a Christmas Eve. You know, you have that... Real chill service. It's quiet. It's dark. It's right. New Year's Eve night. We got the little luminaries in the bag at right, the end right. of the end of the road. Maybe a little candlelight, maybe yeah, a little candlelight bit. Yeah, candlelight with yeah. The, the the sand in the the brown paper mm-hmm. bag. Got the candle oh yeah, in there. We got all the yep. And I'm sitting at the edge of the row, and my mom's sitting next to me. My dad's up there preaching, of course, <laughs> and we break down to a prayer, and I'm just looking at the 
got the flame inside the bag, and I'm just like, it's calling me. So I'm just, <laughs> my, my heels just kind of kicking the bag, just kind of nudging it. And then all of a sudden, Poof. this bag kind of folds in a crease above the flame. Of course. Catches on fire. <laughs> Everybody's heads are down, but I'm looking down with my eyes open just like, I am in trouble. This bag is going up in flames, and I look at my mom. She's actually, she's head down, still praying, oh, no. still in the zone. So I have no other choice but to pick up this bag that is disintegrating and just run. Now, mind you, this is the pastor's family. We're not sitting in the back. We're up front. <laughs> so I just take off bolting to the back. And some people I know, you know, peek an eye open. That's right. And then they see the embers flying down, <laughs> down chasing like this young boy just running out the back. And literally burned my hands pretty good. I got them pretty good, blistered them up. And oh, my yeah. God. How old were you? I, I mean, I had to have been fourth, fifth grade. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was thinking like seven, no, eight. No, that, that, that was... Nope. That was Double yeah, it. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so that, that was me. Okay. That was this guy. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, um, I remember my first encounter knowing that God was real. Mm-hmm. Um, youth group again. I'm in middle school, and um, Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola is mm-hmm. popping off like revival right. happening. Late nineties. Better get there, boy. Um, and I remember my dad took the youth group, and I remember in the youth uh, in the youth service at the time, in the youth group at the time, I was definitely one of the youngest ones. Um, because I don't even think I was really a part of the youth group. I think I was just went because my dad was there. Mm. Um, I think I was still in middle school. So I was, yeah, that's pretty much high school. So yeah, I was definitely the youngest of the group. And we go to the service and this place is huge. Just like a mega church. I mean, hundreds of people, I would maybe even say a thousand just because yeah. of how little I was. That's how, that's what it's Brownsville. Like. Yeah. It may have been more than that. It was that's, a big church. I wouldn't doubt it because yeah, yeah. I felt so insignificantly small. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll never forget it when the dude did the altar call at the end of the service Mm. and no longer did I feel small. I felt like I was standing up on a podium and Mm. this guy was like, Hey bro, I'm talking to you. Yeah. yeah. And I looked at my dad. I was like, dad, he's, he's talking directly to me. And my dad looked at me and said, well, let's go down there. Let's do the altar call. And I'll never forget. I was about one of hundreds that went down front and the main pastor is talking about, we're about to, Let's place our hands on you and pray for you. Da, 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 da. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool, whatever. <laughs> Never seen that done. And then I started looking down the row, and I see his associate pastors and helpers praying for people, and he's praying for people, and they're falling over. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's new. But that ain't happening to me. <laughs> right. I ain't going down. Right. So me getting in my cool guy stance, <laughs> stands up straight, put my chest out, and put my thumbs in my belt loops in my front Resisting. pockets just like kind of just being a cool guy like the fonz got my the right. thumbs in the belt loops you know type thing and i remember this pastor made his way to me and i look at him and he just touches my head and mm. i don't go backwards i crumble mm. like a stack of legos like you know that little pushy thing where it has the button and it has a string <laughs> and the horse or whatever and you push it and it stands, it stands up, up and, and it goes collapses down. i collapse like that mm. and when i tell you my hands stayed exactly where they were in my belt loop, so I folded on top of myself. <laughs> like I looked like a weird kind of avant-garde model pose, like <laughs> folding over myself, and eventually like went on my back. And I remember 
laying down going, I look like such an idiot. I got to get up and move because the youth group was there. There was a couple yeah. of people that was in the youth group that uh-huh. walked up with me and they were girls. And I mean, my, this time of my life, I'm like, Hey, you got to look. <laughs> that's very important. That's yeah, very this important. Is middle school. Man. Yeah. 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 This, is, this, is, this is important. Time like in tw- life. Let's not get it twisted. That's yeah, very yeah, yeah, important. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus girls, Jesus girls. <laughs> Come on. It's my first time. 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so me being just like, trying to get out of this position because I know I look <laughs> foolish just in case no one saw me. I tried to open my eyes and I tried to move my hands and I tried to do anything I could to get out of position. And God was pretty much didn't hear anything, but he just pretty much was like, nah, dude, you're not going or moving anywhere. And just as that was passing through my mind, someone places a blanket over me and just gives me a moment of like, Oh, thank you. And I just soaked it in. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are so very real. So very real. Because there was a time, I didn't share this with you when we were talking, but it just kind of comes up in my mind. When I was, I couldn't, maybe, I mean, maybe eight, seven, eight, I was leaving my friend's house, best friend's house from across the street here in Tallahassee. And um, I go to to his house all the time and... um, as I'm crossing the street, a truck pulls up and a man comes out and approaches me. Um, but as I'm on my way over, my sister received a call and she picks up the phone and says, Hey, Shauna, this is Carol from next door. I'm sending Jameson over. Make sure you look out. And so we get back to the situation. I'm in the middle of the road. This guy has stepped out of his truck and approached me and Shauna has come out of the front door. Jameson, get inside. Come here. And I, I don't think right. I'm just running. I go. And so we get back inside and my sister picks up the phone to call back the next door neighbor. She's like, thank you so much for calling and telling me to look out. Someone just tried to kidnap Jameson. Mm. She goes, is he all right? Is he okay? Yes, he's fine. But th- I just want to say thank you. That's awesome. I'm glad he's okay. But Shauna, I did not call you. What? And she goes, no, you said this is Carol from next door. I'm sending Jameson over. She goes, I did not call you, Shauna. She said, I did what? not pick up that phone. And I never, I've heard that story, and I saw an angel in that house. Mm. It was my first time. I've seen two angels in my life, but that was the first time. And I never knew the significance of that story until I got older. Mm. And that situation there, and I've, I've survived a, a pretty gnarly seizure, a grand mal seizure that mm. people have died from. I've had a couple seizures, but one was really big. Um, those are just confirmations for me that I am just so here for a reason. Now, I don't right. live invincibly. Now, I did That's some right. dumb stuff and That's I right. jumped off some roofs That's right. into some marinas. That's on YouTube. <laughs> you know, search me later. Um, or but, don't. Yeah, or don't. Um, but I, I just know that I'm here for a reason. I, I mm. definitely don't push the limits anymore like I used to, but those things like just stuck with me. And that's a story I love to share. And, oh, that's and, good. And I, and it's that's incredible. Just, it's just one that... It definitely hit me differently as I got older. I bet. Um, but when I got back from Brownsville, I remember God, God just placed, you're about to have revival in your school mm-hmm. and in your church on my dad's heart. And that's what happened. Like it, was, it was at a point in my life where I was so on fire for God that we would pray for kids. My dad would be praying, placing his hands on people that are falling out, and I'm praying for kids. Which wasn't but, happening before. Like no, that kind of stuff wasn't happening no, in the church before No, it was after that. Brownsville. Mm. We came back, and we lit that place on fire. That whole mm. school was on fire, and I was on fire for God. And then life happened. After high school, you 
go and play basketball. Yep. Was it FAMU? I was at Florida A&M on a basketball scholarship there. If uh, if you went to a game, you might be able to pick me out. Yeah, I, I would think the great know. white hype, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you you might have had a chance of spotting your boy. Um, but yeah, I was there. I was there for a year. Um, I redshirted my freshman year, and um, life came again, and uh, some changes came, and all of a sudden, I found myself uh, modeling in New York. <laughs> From I don't mean to laugh, from, but that's a big jump. <laughs> from 19 years old in Tallahassee playing basketball to all of a sudden living on my own in New York. That's it was insane. Um, just it kind of happened out of the blue. I uh, picked up my little sister and um, and my niece from a little beauty pageant thing, and the lady was just like, "Oh my gosh, you need to come to New York. You need to do this." Blah blah. blah. I was like, yeah, "I play basketball, lady. I'm no model." But all my life, like. And well, high school and stuff like that, everybody told me, oh, teachers, you need, oh, you need to be a mom, you need to be an actor, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I always heard those things, like right, I would be right. good at it, and I, I was comfortable with myself, and, you know, I'm, I know I'm not a sack of potatoes, you know, <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I knew I could I could do okay in it. Um, and, um, and so I did. I just went off, and I went, and I, I lived in New York for about three and a half years, and it was an insane ride that took off right from the beginning because it was when I first went up there to just seed to test the waters. I went to an agency and they were like, here's a party to the to this hotel, a rooftop party. Paris Hilton will be there. That was in the Paris Hilton days. Oh, okay. So like my first time in New York as a kind of an adult, as a 19-year-old, I run into Paris Hilton, meet her. We're at this party and all this and all that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this is, is what, what This I is what I'm doing, do. yeah. And so I basically did, like, I, 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 I'm not going to say, like, you know, I wish my parents would have, you know, helped me. Like, they, they were totally supportive of mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I, I was appreciative because that opportunity allowed me to grow and see the world that people have right, never grown in ways or seen the world in ways. So I, I'm... I would say, though, like, for the the random person on the street, like, our understanding of the modeling world is probably what we see on like, you know, Zoolander. <laughs> You're not far off. Like okay. the bunk beds and a bunch of dudes just being weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's, that's pretty much what it is. It is a fast life, like networking, but the networking is, is the partying, the, the, the after parties. Um, you, you, you end up, seriously so focused on stuff that doesn't matter at mm. all but at the time you think it does because sure. like that's what it matters it's, like your style it matters. seems to be the most superficial of oh, all of the professions it's just gotten worse mm. it's just gotten worse because i got i was in it for 15 years got out of it and then went back in like here recently with the like, mm-hmm. past four like three years ago something like that and the game has changed from where I originally would walk into a casting with a with a, a physical book in my hand with giant pictures, like mm-hmm. twelve by eights. Headshots. And they're, right, and they're right, flipping right. and they're, you know, oh, this is a nice magazine cut editorial, da 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 da. Now they have it on iPads and they want to know how many followers you have on Instagram. They want to know how many <laughs> followers you have on Twitter. Because that's where the world is now. And that's clients. They want to see how much free sponsor or free mm. promotion they can yeah, get because yeah, if yeah. you post that you're at their job with your hundred thousand followers right? yeah, well, that's... over a guy that has ten thousand followers they're going to take the guy with a hundred thousand hmm. and so 
the thing was is agencies got to a point where they're like, we need you taking selfies. We need you to, I'm like, man, I am 34, <laughs> 32, 33 years. I'm, I'm over that. Like I used to do the whole selfie thing cause I was, I was DJing and doing all that stuff. So I was really into the social media. Um, but that, at that point in my life, I was just like, no, 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 I can't do this. And, but that's whole sped up bit. Yeah. But, um, the, the whole modeling world is exactly what you think it is. But it's just people that are kind of, I'm not going to say everybody's stuck on themselves and everybody's stupid because I did meet some incredible people that were smart, caring, and just took it as a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Because I always told people, I was like, listen, I'm a model, but I'm not a model. Mm. Like, don't get me mixed up with one of these other guys. Right. You know, and that, that was, you know, a situation that was, you know, and Dolce Gabbana show. There was a right, problem right, that, right. that someone got me mixed up with somebody else that they could, mm. and it didn't work out. So, right, yeah, right. you know, that's that's the thing. There's there's a side to that industry that is very different from any other, mm. like, business. Profession. like Profession yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything. It's It's a different style. It's like... The harder you go, the better you'll be. So you said you saw the world. So you don't have to get into the details of like each city, but just like name some of the cool places you've been. I've, I, well, here, I'll, I'll go to the places I've lived. I've, I lived in New York first for three years, and then I would frequent to Paris and Milan two times a year, <laughs> two times a year for the, for the duration of my, of my runway career because right. that was where the runway shows were. So I lived, I lived there, um, but I lived in Barcelona for three years. Uh, I lived in London for three years. Then I would do L.A. I lived in Tokyo for a month. I did uh, South Africa. did uh, the Canary Islands, Lanzarote, Fuerteventura. Like it was, I, I've, I've experienced things that people would die to see. Yeah. And what's crazy is I have nothing to show of them. Mm. Because the two laptops that, are, that I had during my modeling career one was stolen from me at a show, which had majority of my stuff on it. And the other one was destroyed in a, in a drop. It just, the hard drive crashed. And, mm. it, and it breaks my heart. It does. It hurts because I won't be able to show like a lot of these memories. I just, I only have them um. in my head and I can only say them. And I think about my kids one day in the future and they're like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. Mm. You know, there'll be some stuff left over on the internet here or there, but... I have no control of any of that. Mm. That's the internet these days. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, it it it, it kind of stinks, but I'm so grateful for the for the things that I've learned because I went through a lot of stuff in those modeling years to where the the entertainment the the, the way it all operated grabbed me and it, and it got a hold of me. I, I went through addictions, I went through struggles, I went through relationships that were failing. Um, it also affected my family life. Mm. Like when, cause I mean, I was gone all year, but Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'd come right. in town, but it was coming in town with a, like, Hey guys, I'm back. And I had a lot of money at the time. So I'd see the family for a little bit. Then once we'd had our dinner, I was out because I had to go, you know, live the, live the persona of this mm. guy who's making it all across the world. And people were like, Oh, Jameson's back. Let's do this. Yeah. it's right. a, You know what time it mm. is. And, and it was just taking away from who I was really supposed to be. Hmm. Like I was missing out on time with my family and they were seeing me, the younger siblings, my brother and my little sister, I'm pretty sure they were seeing me act a certain way. And, you know, and I just wish that I could have done it differently, but 
I went through that stuff for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, to grow and to help others. And that's what I'm finding out now. Like I'm, yeah. I've been through all of that stuff, all these heartaches and, um, and a lot of those trials have, were, were from my own doing. Like when I, when I left Tallahassee 19 and, uh, just kind of did my own thing. Yeah. And, I, and my parents let me. They weren't like breathing down my neck. Hey, make sure you're doing. Make sure you're doing that. I'm like, because if they did, I was like, I I know. Yeah. Just like everybody, I know. probably would have made it worse. Exactly. Yeah. But I went through everything I did for a reason. I mean, I messed up on my taxes. I just recently had to start over. Like I'm literally starting over at 32 years old, hmm. and um, it's uh, it's humbling, mm-hmm. but it's also my timeline. Hmm. Like everybody else has a different timeline. Yeah. I can't compare myself to anybody else because I know not a lot of people have done what I've done. Yeah, and that's what's crazy. Like, a lot of people would trade that lifestyle and, like, oh, I would love to, you know, experience it. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of people would love to have it. Like, I've walked away from a few, like, careers that people would just die to have. Like, I mean, basketball was all I thought about, all I dreamed about. That's all I, that's all I wanted to do. That's all I thought I was going to do. And mm-hmm. then once that didn't happen – I kind of just lost my way and I kind of found myself doing what other people told me I'd be good at. Right. And because I was naturally good at a lot of stuff, it became easy. So I was like, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. I'm like, this modeling stuff is easy. My personality worked and everybody sometimes told me was like, you need to be an actor instead of a model. I always thought acting would be cool, but I have no interest in it. Like I have no really interest in modeling. And that's where I'm kind of finding myself you know, after all of that, like after getting out of the modeling, starting to DJ, and then kind of after doing the whole tour and DJ thing, kind of waking up like around 30 years old going like, what, what am I doing? Hmm. What am I doing? I'm in this circle of just darkness. Mind you, I could be a light in that darkness, but in no way am I near being a light. So I'm just getting hmm. darker and darker. Yeah. And so eventually I just had to kick myself out of it. I got out of that DJ and that whole party scene. I was like, you know what? Let me give this modeling thing one more go. I was like, God, you blessed me with looking young enough still (laughs) that I think I can still do it. I moved down to Miami and, um, and it, and it popped off right from the get go. I was like, sweet, this is great. But then like I was mentioning before, how the games change selfies Mm -hmm. and what's your followers like and all this, we need you doing that. It just found, I found myself being so focused on myself hmm. is very self-involved. And I was just like, you know what? If I'm trying to kind of make a difference, I'm not going to do it. Like, hmm. You know, being the guy hiding under the bed sheets with the sexy eyes going on, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. like, and at the time when I moved down to Miami, I was in the Palm beach area and I found an amazing church. Hmm. And that was the first time in all my years of leaving home at 19 to 30 years old, 31, 31, I think. This is about 32 years old now that I'm down in Miami. Um, Yeah, I moved down there when I was 32. So this is like the first time in my life that I've picked a church on my own Hmm. that my dad and my mom didn't bring me to. Like I was living in New York, never went to church. The only time I thanked God was maybe when I got a good job or when I had something come out of the blue that I needed because I was in the worst times of my life in New York. Like, I was homeless at one mm. point. 
I couldn't, I wasn't calling home about it because no way I wasn't about to right. admit I was, I failed, you know, and they might know that for the first time after hearing this. Hmm. But the thing is, is I wasn't going to give up. Right. I refused to. Um, but you, I eventually just got to a point where God was just never in my life. And for the first time, he is central focus when I found that church. And that's when I started to see that there's more people in this world than I am. I didn't realize how selfish I was living. Mm. Like I always wanted to be the funny guy because I thought I wanted to make other people laugh. I didn't realize that I just wanted to be seen. Mm. I had to do a lot of self searching, like looking in the mirror, self-reflection. And that's when I fell in love with working with kids. Like, because I remember that cool kid that I have no idea what his name was. <laughs> but I saw him walk past me one day, and he just gave me a what's up, or gave me a wink, or like gave me a dap or something. And I was like, whoa, he saw me. And to be able to be that guy, mm. to see a younger one that feels like he doesn't get seen sometimes has changed my life. I started working with kids down there in Palm Beach, and it was the hardest thing to ever do to leave them. I worked with them for a year and a half, and I felt the calling on God to um, go back home. I was looking for a house, and I couldn't find anything. I eventually heard, a, heard God say, stop looking. And I, it was funny because I had the one that I thought was it, and I was like, oh my gosh, he said, stop looking. He's like, yeah. this. I was like, this is it, this is it. And then I got rejected again from my eighth house. And I was like, you know what? I think you said stop looking because I think I need to go home and build and finish some stuff. Um, because I know what I left my family in. Like, I know I'm a crazy one, but I might be the the glue that keeps us all together. Right. You know? Um, but... Uh, Working with those kids definitely opened my eyes to a new kind of fire in my life that I really enjoyed, that I had a calling for. And uh, then I moved back home after that and moved in with my brother, and he's just blessing me with just a place to stay and trying to find out where God wants me, and nothing's opening up. Yeah. I'm going through job searches, and I'm just like, man, none of this stuff is real estate. I don't care about houses. Selling radio stuff, I don't care about any of this stuff. I was like, at this point in my life, I want to be happy now. Mm. I don't care how much money I'm making. I don't care about being famous. Obviously, I had my route to do that. Mm. And I, it's just not something I wanted to, to do and be a part of. Um, would I like the money of it all? For sure. <laughs> but I just didn't care enough to just, and I, and I was getting to the point, and I'm at the point where I just don't care that much about money anymore. I know it's necessary. Yeah. But it's not necessary for my joy. Because mm. I believe money can buy you happiness. Don't yeah. let them yeah. lie to you and tell me, like, you buy a car, you're going to be happy <laughs> with that right. car. But are you going to have that joy? That's right, yeah. You know? That's good. And that's, and that's what I'm finding now. Um, because looking at all these jobs and I'm just like, this is not for me. And God put a, a summer camp in my life. Hmm. I don't know why I get emotional over it. I think I think about all these kids that I'm like developing these relationships with. 
I think about their stories, and they're some of the toughest stories I've ever heard. But I started working with these guys in summer camp. And when, it was, when summer was over and they were going back to school, it hurt. I was like, here I go losing kids again. Hmm. And they told me what school they went to. And it was right around the corner. And they, oddly enough, had a job open. And I got it. Hmm. I, I was praying, asking God for a spirit of saying yes to stuff I usually say no to and stuff he's putting in my life. Never in my life did I think I'd go from a top 25 male model in the world to working at a little Baptist church summer camp, hmm. but being so happy, hmm. beyond happy, was something so little and simple. So now God has me at an elementary school doing guidance and safety for about 600 kids. Hmm. I get hugs from hundreds of kids. I still don't know their names. <laughs> I call them dude, <laughs> stinky, little one, little bit. A little buddy. Little buddy. <laughs> anything I can think of just to, just to make him smile. Mm. And, uh, and for me, that's where God wants me. That's where I'll be. Because my choices and my decisions were putting me in so many bad spots. Mm. He's putting me in the perfect spots. Because, like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I don't know if ministry is my calling. And when I think of ministry, Pastor Marshall was talking to me about ministry. I was like, who, a pastor? I was like, no, nah, that's my dad, bro. I don't know. <laughs> you got the wrong spot. <laughs> but the thing is, I find myself preaching to these kids a lot. Mm, just kind of talking good. to them. That's good. And then we were talking ministries in so many different ways, man. That's right. I minister to these kids every day. You do. And uh, couldn't be more grateful. Never in my life that I think God would have me here. I was the worst student in the world. I was just, let me get the grades I need to play my sports, right. to be eligible. And that's what I did. And now I purposely show up at school, on time, <laughs> happy, that's, every morning. That's incredible. Jesus is amazing. That's he incredible. is. And, um, and I'm just going to continue saying yes to things he's putting in my life. And now I'm a, assistant basketball coach for the girls, becoming the youth group leader at church. And uh, I'm proud yeah. for the first time in my life of myself. Mm. I know my on, I Jesus. know my family's I know my family's proud of me. Mm -hmm. But I know what I've done. Mm. And I know the things I've said, the things I've thought, the things I've, you know, lied about. I'm finally for the first time in my life proud me mm. um it's been a minute because i've never given anything my all never never not once i'm still working on it but if i'm gonna give anything my all it's just gonna say yes mm. and just give that just say yes and that's giving it 100 and so i'm just grateful man that's just good. grateful for what he's doing he's he sometimes we say jesus take the wheel <laughs> You don't know that sometimes he might not grab the steering wheel. Ooh, that's that's a preach. Not he a preach. might grab that front right that, wheel. I'm writing that down. <laughs> you might go crazy for a little bit, but guaranteed he's gonna put you right back on. Track. That's right, man. Just trust, have faith. I, um, I can tell you, um, 
before you came in, my son, my parent, my, my family went to Chick-fil-A while we we're doing this. <laughs> and my son who's seven, who, uh, has a little bit of that uh, Dennis the Menace mentality, oh, yeah. the preacher, the the pastor's son. That's everybody's like, I know that one, <laughs> yeah. Landon. That's that's a little bit of him. And he said, uh, he said, oh, J- Mister J- Mister Jameson's coming. I can't wait to see him. Yeah. My son's seven. Yeah, and you probably only hung out with him a couple of times. You know, mm. you're already in that just that limited thing, man. Like yeah. the, the, the kids are drawn to you. So I just, you know, thank you for. Sharing all of that, you. you're you you have. A, I'm sure you've heard this, maybe not. You have a light about you, Thank you. and um, I, I truly believe there's something. You you said it earlier. Um, you know, you believe that you were put here for a purpose, and yes, everybody was right. put here for a right. purpose. But I do believe God took you through all of that for a very. He was there with you at every single. You may have felt, you know, you were right. but he was with you at every single moment for and, sure. and he's got a plan for you and you have an amazing story. Thank you, brother. Um thank you for sharing it. Hey. Praise Jesus. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, I'm I'm totally totally happy and and uh secure where God is putting me in. He dragged me through. Yeah. Cuz he drugged me through it. Yeah. He didn't let go. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't drop me. And come back no, for me. Not at all. You just carry me on through it. That's carry right. me on through it. Even if I'm trying screen. to go the other way sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm just so grateful, man. So grateful. Praise Jesus. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you.